nine, and it is a Thursday, which means it's time for Chinwag. Let me just welcome Christy Lai and Yuki Jung back into the studio today for Chinwag. Good afternoon, girls. Good afternoon, Sounds like I'm the school teacher here, and um, well, probably quite appropriately here at the moment. We are actually talking. The subject you've chosen to talk about today is uh, bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, any particular reason you've gone for that? So I came across this article on Facebook the other day. Uh, it was about uh, this uh, kid, aged 11. Uh, he experienced racial and physical abuse since he attended the school in Wales. And uh, in his desperate desperation to escape the situation, he attempted to flee school grounds, but then his finger actually caught onto a fence, Ooh. which resulting in his finger breaking oh. in two. But the poor kid uh, had to have, have six hours of surgery, but in the end, he had to have it amputated because it was just damaged oh too much Mm. so uh i just saw this article and my heart broke yeah did they did they get to the bottom of what why he was running and things like that was there any investigation do you know yes because uh he was escaping bullies yes yes. uh, who were because uh this kid is actually black Mm -hmm. and then he was bullied for his race by other kids so Mm -hmm. that's why he was trying to flee the school grounds. Yeah, yeah just wondering the whether place. school actually, yes. after the accident happened mm. and after this awful right. incident, that whether the school actually decided to investigate this whole issue of yes. why yes. he was doing that and what caused this. Yeah, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? I think, you know, if you think back at your childhood, can you, can you recall, can anyone recall anyone being a bully at all? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm lucky enough to not... To have um, to not witness any or experience any bully, but actually bullying in Hong Kong is sort of is I think there's mm-hmm. it's quite it's quite a common thing here in Hong Kong. We often see it's just common. Yeah, I think so. Um, we we often see news um saying that oh some girls um getting their hair pulled or um other girls cutting their hair. So mm. um she has Aww. to uh, so she has to I don't know she has some sadness or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite. Like, we often see news like that. So I think it's not uncommon in Hong Kong. And it's a very common thing in just in the whole teen environment, I mm-hmm. think, that when, when kids are growing up, it's more about, you know, if somebody is just slightly different. I mean, yes, race uh, is, is a huge factor. Anything that you makes you slightly different is the thing that attracts attention. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, any other kind of stuff that you got through, particularly on the whole bullying scene? Do you think um, things are being looked at now? Um, I, I've got this survey from last year. Um, they were saying that um, Hong Kong schools actually reported a 50% jump in bullying, even though um, in-person classes were suspended because wow. of COVID. I think wow. that's because of now cyberbullying, now every every teen they just on internet, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I think kids are more likely to expose to cyberbullying maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and especially when now everyone's got their account and then they feel like they don't have the responsibility just to leave a comment on Facebook saying that mm-hmm. oh you're ugly or oh, yeah. oh ill or something like that mm-hmm. so I think it's getting more attention but um, also at the same time I feel like the attention is there, but then what, are, what What should we do about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the question. So are there solutions being presented as to what should be done? Um, Not quite yet 
um, there there were um, three hundred and almost three hundred and fifty um, cases reported to the Education Bureau in um, the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty academic year. But I feel like the number will be higher because mm-hmm. I guess um, many of the children they just too scared to report to the teachers mm-hmm. because after they report to the teachers, likely is that the bully will even bully them even more. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I so I think there's many, a great fear, isn't yeah, it? And so. that's why people, uh, I mean, kids especially, are so scared that they just go with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm trying to look back at, you know, when I was growing up in the UK, um, it was almost like, yes, the, I do recall there was one guy, one boy who, his name was Errol Brown. <laughs> I still remember his name. And he used to come round and he used to kind of bully people and say, do you have your lunch money? Give me your lunch money type thing, you know. Okay. So so I, I do recall that. Oh, and I used to think, no, I'm not. I've got my packed lunch. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, these things do exist. You can, th- look, can look at it quite casually and think it was funny it happened. Mm. But actually it's very serious now because, mm. you know, these things, because you say with social media, we have so many different ways of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recall that my son, when he was quite young, I think he was um, in primary school at the time, and he was probably only about nine years old or mm. something, I can't remember, um, eight, nine years old. And he came home one day and he said to me that, oh, these boys are saying this to me and they're saying that to me. And so I was really quite concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I said, okay, can, can you just sit down? I've, I mentioned this to Noreen actually a couple of times, but and I told him, I gave him a piece of paper and, and, a, and a paper and a pen and I said, look, sit down and can you just write down who is saying what to you? Mm. You know, just write Mm. down their names if they're in your class or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he sat there and he just said, he does this and just write what they do to you. Because I really wanted it from him, from his Mm. perspective, because if he told me, I I might interpret it in different ways. So he wrote down and he wrote about six or seven different names of people, right? Mm -hmm. And then I took that piece of paper and I went to his headmistress in the school and I said, look, you know, this is what my son wrote, and this is coming from him, no influence from me, and I suggest you have a look at this. Yeah. And then what happened is she was very good, she was very proactive. She actually then contacted all the parents oh. of these children mm-hmm. and called them in and talked to the parents with the children. Mm. And, you know, the children sometimes, they were quite young, they were doing this without even thinking, yeah. but this could escalate. Yeah. And, um, and actually lots of these things were nipped in the bud right then. Mm-hmm. And then he started to become friends they started to say oh "Oh, you have to go and say sorry to Adam you have to go and do this and Mm -hmm. this so they were really good and it was really a matter of how schools handle this Mm -hmm. you know because if they don't then these things can escalate but that's kind of young kids and I think that's where it starts yeah Mm -hmm. I I agree with you because I think maybe some of the kids they just um, misunderstood that Maybe they think that oh, bullying is actually sort of love teasing. or like yeah, the teasing bit mm-hmm. or oh, I want to be friends with you, but I don't really know how to approach you, so yeah. I'll just show, I'll just say mean things so that mm-hmm. I catch your attention, sure. something like that. So I feel like, yeah, maybe many of the kids, they just misunderstood the whole stuff of all these bullies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and 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 obviously, as t- with teenage girls, we were oh. talking about this a couple of weeks ago, mm. weren't we? That you know the whole thing about you know body image and mm. boys, because you know if boys don't feel they're tall enough or they don't oh. look now mm. they've got yeah. pimples, then all of these things just become uh, a difference, and that's what is attacked. Mm-hmm. So you know what other what other things can we do to change that? 
Frankly, I don't think there is anything. Sadly, there isn't really anything we can do about it mm-hmm. because the internet is is just so big. I mean, you have the deep web, you have anonymous forums. You can say anything without any repercussion at all. So, I don't think there is anything we can do to mm-hmm. stop bullying or cyberbullying in a sense. But apart from, I suppose. Yeah. Awareness raising and, yes. mm-hmm. and talking to kids and telling them. But actually, uh, in Korea, there are certain if someone does say something mean or bad, they can actually get prosecuted mm-hmm. and sent to court mm-hmm. for what they said mm-hmm. because uh, they could be uh, accused of defamation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spreading of rumors, they can actually get prosecuted for that. So that is something to consider. Yep. yep. For definitely, but in terms of actually bullying, oh, I honestly don't know if there is something we can do. It comes under the category of all these hate crimes, really, isn't it? If you yeah. can, if you can match bullying to a hate crime, because I know certainly in the UK mm. um, there are laws that, for instance, and and this wasn't there years and years ago when I was growing up. So, right. for instance, if I was growing up, you know, because of what colour you are or what you are, somebody could shout to you and be a derogatory uh, word that they shout to you, you know. And um, in the past, they would just shout it and that was it. Mm. And they would get away with it. Mm-hmm. But actually, now in the UK, there is cre- a clear line about if somebody shouts to you. Like for instance, if you're Chinese, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're Pakistani or something, somebody might start shout "paki" or somebody might shout "chingy" or mm-hmm. something really awful like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody was to do that, then you have a complete right to, if you know, if you know that somebody's done it and you know where they live or whatever, you can go to the police and you can report it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do recall that you know um, I did have one incident where somebody shouted something like that and then I rang the police and I just said, well, you know, I know somebody just across the street has mm. just shouted that. Yeah. And they were so concerned and mm. they came and they took a report and they said, would you like us to go and talk to them? And I said, no, I want you just to record it yeah. so that in future, if they do it again, then you know that they've done it before. Mm. So I suppose it's having things in place mm. which give people more confidence that if they were to... Um, say that they've had a problem that they know that it's going to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. you know so maybe that could be a solution certainly for children like children are so scared but in the school teachers have to not say you know oh it's okay Mm, it's not it's not you know that's what you worry about that, that teachers take it lightly but then you've got to understand that children may use this as an attention-seeking thing too. Mm. So it's it's a difficult one, isn't yeah. it? I feel like in Hong Kong, the reason why um, it's not taken so seriously is because many of the bullies, they're just verbal attack. So mm. um, people or like parents, teachers or the schools tend to just brush it off, saying yeah, that, oh, it's just a one-off case, um, nothing serious involved, it's not physical abuse. Everything just turns to a big issue when it 
comes to physical attack. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's just verbal attack, people tend to say, "Oh, it's okay. I will tell them not to do it next time." But mm. and in a sense, yeah. it's a he said, she said situation. It yeah. is the you can't prove. If the victim yeah. has said that, oh, she said something this, something like this to me, but then the perpetrator says, oh, no, I have never said something like that. It's kind of hard to, for maybe the teacher or for other staff members to actually sort out the situation or to determine what has actually happened. Hmm. It, it, it is really hard, but what do you think is the best way to solve situations like this. Well, the other thing is, is that I think that um, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of onus, I think, on the schools. I think that, you know, teachers should have an awareness of these things. Um, I think there should be clear education about these mm -hmm. things and, and, you know, almost in the, inbuilt in the curriculum where you actually talk about, I mean, it could be any form of discrimination. I mean, we're talking about bullying about people's appearance, people's race, people's gender, whatever it is. Um, there has to be awareness raising things where maybe people, um, you know, you get kids doing scenarios and role playing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. understand how it feels because mm -hmm. people will only understand how it feels if they were the subject mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think, quite a few, you know, there is so much built on the reputation of schools mm. and things like that, that many, many schools, and this is like, I'm, I'm generalizing, I'm not basing it on anything at all, but I'm just saying that generally, people might be very concerned that they don't want to be attached to something like mm. that, mm -hmm. because it's not a very good reputation for mm -hmm. a school to have that, oh, yes, if somebody says, you know, this gets out into the mm. media or whatever like that, then it's detrimental to their reputation. So therefore, rather they just keep it quiet, or they actually then do something quite proactive. And I think that would be even more of a reputation thing for me as a, if I was a parent to think, oh, this, this school has things in place mm -hmm. to guard against mm -hmm. this. Also on things like Facebook and stuff that we should have more more laws and, and we should be vigilant like mm. young young people we should make sure that there aren't too many young people you know who are underage mm. are, are writing things on facebook mm -hmm. things like that because lots of these things also happen when somebody gets hold of your phone mm. and they write stupid stuff yeah. down <laughs> and you never you don't know who's done mm -hmm. it i think it's a whole world there but i do think that um where there is zero tolerance of things, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that mm. zero tolerance in oh, schools yeah, and yeah. things like that, yeah. we should really have that sort of an attitude because then kids are not going to really go there. If they know mm. that they can be suspended, mm -hmm. if they know yeah. that they can have their marks taken away from them or right. something when right. people are so competitive, mm -hmm. then any kind of behavior like that should just be, nope, you've got two strikes, that's it. And we're not mm -hmm. going to help you. Rather you amend your mm -hmm. ways now or you don't, or mm -hmm. you do this. But it's a matter of being vigilant, I think. Yeah. But I think it's kind of hard to actually define what's bullying. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I think that's when, that's um, when it comes to, uh, I, I think it's just difficult to define so that it's very hard to um, punish children or mm -hmm. punish, mm -hmm. to make, pun to set punishment. So I think, I think it's more about the education thing. Yes. I think um, besides teaching kids, I think we should just teach parents how to teach their kids yeah. not to say something Parenting like that. Parenting classes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more important to me because I feel like kids should... Somehow I feel like kids shouldn't be exposed of this kind of stuff in oh, an yeah, early age. Sure, yeah. 
That so, also depends on a family yeah. environment yeah. too, yeah, you see. That's true, because yeah. um, I, I just suddenly remembered um, my nephew when he was about four years old. I think he had some friends in in kindergarten and things like that. And then one day, and there was his best friend who was white, and mm. and and he said that oh, my friend came to school today, and he said I don't like you anymore because you're brown. And you know, kids actually don't see color. Okay, mm. they don't see color at all. They don't see real. It's it's very hard if they've got a best friend. You know, mm. you, there's a lot of research been done on this. So sometimes these these views of theirs appear from families. Mm. Uh, so he may have heard somebody say it in the family and things mm. like that. So I think, as you said, you know, education uh, for parents uh, for for families and things like that starts really down there in the roots. Mm. Absolutely. In a sense, I feel like one of the reasons why. Oh, back to our last week's topic on why dad, why I don't want to have kids is <laughs> if my kid is bullied or if my kid is a bully, I wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. First, I would be heartbroken that the fact they're being bullied or they're an actual bully. I don't know how to. Yeah, but then you would think that now because you don't have a child yeah, for and sure. you don't understand. Yeah. I think it's like nobody is nobody, you know, is born mm. with all of those skills. Yeah, mm. for sure. These yeah, things mm-hmm. are just learnt over time, and you mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how to do them. So I think you know that's not that you. You might be able to. You never yeah. know. You might yeah. be absolutely fantastic. At it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listen. It is a great subject. I'm going to um, cross over to the news headlines later in a few moments' time. Any other kind of research that we need to know about? Was there anything else that else came through? Mm, actually, about kids, uh, you know, up to the age of seven, bullies or any like, kids pick up on almost anything. So back to what you just said, and then they just probably single out kids to prey on. It's like this shopping process. Mm-hmm. So to determine which kid could be a submissive victim. And um, mm-hmm. bullies like victims who will become visibly upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a tension. Yeah, thing, isn't it? sort of. And they usually pick on kids that don't have friends or allies. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are chosen victims are chosen as victims usually have portray this sort of insecure or apprehensive sort of attitude. So that's why kids bully bullies. Yeah. Pick on them. yeah, that's an interesting thing, actually. So there may be something in there about this whole thing about giving children confidence. Mm. Because I think, you know, if there is something wrong or if they feel a bit funny about their appearance or they mm-hmm. feel funny about their clothes, you know, because there's lots of competition mm-hmm. and all sorts of things, then maybe like giving children more confidence in their ability to mm. stand up for themselves. Mm. You know, I, I think there's a huge thing, um, huge benefit of things like role plays and mm-hmm. stuff in schools and to show children like plays. I know there used to be uh, when we were, when I was growing up and stuff and my kids were, um, you know, like, you know, um, amateur dramatics sort of groups that used to come around schools and do do little mm. plays and stuff about particular subjects. Mm-hmm. And then what they would do is then they, they would have a little scenario and they would show what it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, to do that. But it's amazing just how easy it is 
to make people feel bad about something or to hit on somebody. Mm. I saw a very old film ages and ages ago, and it was all about diversity and inclusion and things like that. And it was a film, and I'm sure you can probably pick it up in YouTube. We haven't got much time here, but, but basically what it was, it was like the it was a classroom, and this woman did this experiment in the 1960s or something, and she basically said, okay, everyone with blue eyes... Is mm. is really bright, is really intelligent, mm -hmm. is really this, and everyone who's got brown eyes is going is going to be looking. They're going to be at the beck and call of the blue eyes people oh. because the blue eyes people are better type yeah. thing. And it was amazing just to say that all the children started to go, oh, I've got blue eyes, <laughs> and then they started to treat the other uh -huh. children really badly. Yeah, and they were being discriminatory. And then you know they did this, and, and they were watching all this behavior, and then towards the end of it like in the second session she changed it around she said no actually we found out that the ones in blue eyes mm -hmm. are not very good mm. and then you saw them change so sometimes just what somebody says to you mm -hmm. about a particular feature mm -hmm. or a particular mm -hmm. thing can lead to that sort yeah, of yeah. discrimination stuff it's it's crazy yeah. absolutely crazy they just conceive everything they receive yeah so yeah. kids yeah. are very impressionable so that's why i suppose it's mm, important yeah. that we start it right from from the, yeah, from the, well, the word go beginning, with yeah. children as parents and teachers mm -hmm. brilliant well thank you so much girls for thank coming you. in today thank it's you. always lovely Hi. to have chinwag with you and i look forward to next week as well sure, sure. no subjects in mind at the moment no no, no. no, no, no. no, no. 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 no.